0: The personnel changes, obviously, from year to year, but what's to we learn from last year's game at Minnesota that applies to this week?
1: Well, you know, I thought it was uh, not as we didn't know it, but Big Ten basketball, a little more physical. Um, you know, I thought we were kind of overwhelmed with some of the physicality of the game. You know, got away from us with some turnovers, but, um, yeah, we've got new... New teams right here. Uh, they're really good defensively, Minnesota is you know, they do a nice job. they kind of they have a plan. they do what they do all the time. Um, and I think you know I just finished watching their Oklahoma game where they were in control of and then kind of lost lost the handle late. Um, but they really guard collectively and then they've got all the pieces. Uh, plenty of three point shooters, a great post presence. You know, and they run some, again, it's kind of like uh, smash mouth basketball, you know, trying to make you earn things. So we've we've we got to have a good week of practice and, and get ready for that.
2: Larry, it's a small sample size, but are, are you sensing that this team has, you know, pretty, has developed a good chemistry so far in the season?
1: Yeah, no, we're as close as a team I've ever been a part of. Um a player, a coach, it's just got a good good vibe to it. We've got some good leadership. And not only leadership, but I think we've got a bunch of guys that are willing to pay attention and follow the lead and, um, you know, playing together. It's, uh, it, you know, but the, the, the key is when adversity strikes. And and I think we had a couple of those glimpses when we were at Nevada where, where you know, the wheels kind of came off and we were able to regroup those are those little miniature defining moments that, that you know allow you to have a little bit of faith in each other to to stay consistent with whatever it is we're doing and get those leads back um, and and a level of connectivity i think is there amongst our guys learning learning to have each other's back but we're still you know as you know we're we got a lot of youth and freshness and and these games are going to present different obstacles and and staying connected is always more of a challenge when things aren't aren't going your way so um we'll we'll find that out but i do i do like our chances it's it's like what we've talked about with hard work hard work doesn't guarantee success but you don't without it you don't have a chance i think the same thing goes with having a tight knit group you know you can be really Close and connected, but that doesn't mean you're going to be successful. But I don't think you have a chance if you're not. And so I, I like the fact that we, uh, we do have a, a real cohesive group.
2: Because you have, you know, a lot of youth in this group—freshmen, sophomores. Do you do you feel like that kind of adds to that? There's not a lot of guys that are, are able to say, "Well, this is how it's done," or the, you know, whatever, trying to get their own. That it, they all kind of just band together because they have nobody else but themselves.
1: Yeah, I think I think we know that. And we've discussed that a lot during the summer and early in our practice sessions this fall, is, is you know, I don't think anybody thinks that they need to accomplish anything. Any, anybody needs to put the weight of uh, the world on their shoulders to get things done for us, but it's going to be very much the essence of a team. And, I, and we're going to depend on each other, um, you know, to score and to defend. Um, and, I, and that message has always been woven amongst our team, and and that's going to be important. You know, that's going to be important. We don't have uh, maybe a Cedric to throw the ball to at the end of a possession that you can count on, you know, going and trying to get a bucket and we've got talented guys but I think everybody's really soaking it up the fact that we've got to do it together and we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna really have to execute coming up in in the next few weeks with the opponents that we have there's some elite defensive teams and um, it's both ends of the floor you know but we're gonna have to go earn it's not going to be quite as easy as it was Friday night. Where where things were presented to us, and we're going to have to the level of execution is going to have to be crisp, and we're trying to create that this week. You're not one hundred games by one hundred points. I I'm just hoping we can win a game by one point. I'll take a one point uh, game at this uh, at this juncture for sure.
2: So with you know obviously talking about that youth, but do, do you feel like Timmy Allen and Booth and maybe some of those other guys that've been here, Riley Batten, that that they can lead that experience i mean it shows in the stat sheet and that they're able to do it but i mean do you do you get that sense that you need those guys to do it
1: leaders yeah. yeah you know it's always been a big it's always been a big discussion um it seems you know that's part of media and conversation is the leadership leadership you know who's and i don't think there's any pressure on anybody to To be that guy, I think it's happening pretty organically amongst our team. And we're getting leadership from a variety of different people. I've always said, um, I think you guys have heard me talk about it before, the the little scale that I always kind of came up with whether it's one to a 1,000 or one to a 100, you know, where do you see yourself on the leadership scale? And I think there's an opportunity to move up a notch on any given day. Just, you know, there's a lot of things you can do to impact a team and to provide leadership, and it doesn't always correlate with success and with numbers and production on the court. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on internally with our squad where guys are it's really cool there's guys helping each other and there's guys that uh are asking for help when they don't know what's going on i think there's always been kind of that dynamic with the male driven male group you know the old joke about how we'll never stop and ask for directions you just try to forge your way through it until your wife wants to kill you kind of deal uh we've got guys that are showing a little bit of vulnerability and want to be taught and instead of battling and trying to sort it out on their own or actually asking for for help whether it be a teammate or the coaching staff so it's leadership's funny that way you know you you uh you have to have a group that wants to be led and i think your leaders don't always want to be the leaders they need to have an opportunity to be led and told something so we don't really have a group of know-it-alls and um and it's, it's a fun group to be around. The energy is good. And then when we're having a lot of great little connections within a big group.
0: Uh, without naming names, what's your level of happiness with the way this recruiting class for tomorrow has come together?
1: Oh, it's, it's awesome for us. Um, you know, I think from a basketball perspective, from being some highly skilled players, um, Uh, That's that's a huge part of it. Obviously you have to recruit talent and and guys that understand the game, but uh, They all are they're just great kids. You know, they're they're really unique kids. They're not all the same different personalities um, That I think is going to add You know a, a great deal to the existing group that we have already and I think there's some physicality Amongst those kids, maturity and size and weight room that isn't always the case with freshmen. Uh, A few of them in particular, and um, you know some athleticism that we haven't had in the past. Where um, you know that can be fun if it's used properly. So yeah, I just I think about the term DNA, and we talk about it in our program being different, noticeable, and appealing. And each one of those kids are in their own way are are they're different. And they're very noticeable and they're great kids. They're high character kids from from great families. And uh, it's an exciting time. It's It really is for us.
0: After the Nevada game on the post-game radio, you said something to the effect of uh, as a coach and as a staff going back to square one this year. Uh, can you elaborate on what you meant by that?
1: Well, I just think there's an awful lot of teaching, Kurt, that goes on, you know. and. And you have to kind of assess your class. You know, if, if we were all put in a teaching mode to, um, and it's, it's funny, you know, I had a good laugh yesterday with some of the guys on our, on our staff, just something that comes up that was taken literally. And, and I'll be darned if it was, you know, and it, it gives you a chuckle because you, you don't realize how much teaching goes on and, and how much is involved with some of these guys. Um, so it is like teaching some of the some of the beginning you know the 001 classes square 1 in in that regard is 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 that there's a lot of teaching going on i think our our coaches love it and we're making some good headway we just had a staff meeting upstairs and and we almost talked about okay it's time to go from b to c with you know pick and roll coverage and some other things i think we have this down or you know what we don't have this down we can't move on yet and we're trying to get an assessment from where our guys are and that's that's completely normal it's not anything that's frustrating it's actually uh, invigorating a little bit to to go back and you're kind of refreshing yourself on on some of the things back to some of the simpler things or the so-called little things um, so it's it's um, it's kind of neat for all of us I think I think that's what I was referring to in the. In the comment,
0: and then uh, along those lines, I've got some glimpses of Coach Martinez working individually with players. Is that kind of his niche for right now, or, or his strength maybe?
1: Yeah, I think he's uh, you know he's really good. he was quite a player himself. He understands skill development. Um, he, you know, a guy, guys want to have people that are willing to to put in the time with them and make a connection and help help develop some of their weaknesses. Um, you know, identify those weaknesses and work on them. And, and, uh, and Henry's also been doing some international recruiting, certain areas that he's, he's familiar with. And, you know, he's one of those guys. Also, it's, you know, we've been really fortunate to have the staff primarily intact the whole time, and you get to learn each other's nuances and strengths and weaknesses. So not only are we teaching a group of players, a bunch of new things, but we're trying to incorporate a staff member, uh, actually Donnie as well, um, into what we're doing. And everybody's getting the lay of the land and finding their finding their niche within the organization. So it's that's kind of been interesting too to, you know, not have the same old status quo that you kind of get used to, but you throw in some new personalities. So it's it's kind of spiced up the whole program.
0: And one scheduling question. The, you haven't returned the Missouri game yet. Is, do you
1: still owe them that at yeah. some point? Yeah, next year will be you can pencil that one in. We'll be at Missouri. We had a few glitches with uh, with getting it done this year, so. Yep. You're paying attention. <laughs> they
2: pay <paying> for right. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a guy like Rylan Jones, what what makes it possible for him to even be in the ballpark of a triple double or yeah, triple double. You know, like what what is his skill sets that that kind of lends himself to that type of play.
1: Well, you know, I think I think Rylan is is a young man, uh, a basketball player that that makes the play that's presented. You know, uh, I don't think he was comfortable knowing that he needed a couple points to get a triple double. It, it was pretty obvious. I, you know, tried to call a couple plays to get him a shot, and he just is a little bit, you know. Unassuming uh, assuming that way and and I think if I, I think I've watched him long enough that he's going to try to get his teammates involved and find them shots and there were plenty of those available uh, Friday night and in, not just credit to Rylan and Booth for being able to get triple doubles but the, the shots have to go in you know that's the other factor it sounds really easy but um, so both those guys were distributing the ball with their teammates. They both had almost ten, I think, eight and nine rebounds at halftime. And I addressed that before the game is is how we had to improve from Nevada game on on collectively rebounding the ball. We had our smalls, some of them were leaking out, uh, thinking about transition, and we gave up second shots and opportunities that way. So. Um, I think our bigs were a little bit locked up at times with their the other team's bigs, and the guards come in and free rebound, and they love it because then they don't have to receive an outlet pass, and they can push it. Um, so that makes your fast break a little better. And and uh, yeah, so it's I think in the case of Ryland, he's always been a young man that's good to I guess just to make it simple is going to take the, make the play that the game presents to him and not make up his mind ahead of time. And um, and so I. He checked all those marks, I think, and took a number of charges as well. He's a tough kid. You know. You have to be tough-minded to, to rebound and do some of those things and get, put your body in front of people. I think we took eight charges as a team, and the goal was four, one, one every 10 minutes, and we got one every five minutes. So those kind of things, um, besides fancy triple-double stats and all of the offensive firepower, means I think that we're committed to, to both sides of the ball. Okay, I thought somebody was going to say something about my jazz hat. It's game day, okay. (laughs)